Sound Bank Mortgage. NMLS number 512138 is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a five o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is Tyler Crawley. You know, I take it back. I don't love Jobs Week. (laughs) I should say, I don't like the way the data tends to come out on Jobs Week. I'm I'm not a fan. There's like too much today. There was nothing yesterday. Too much today. Welcome, everyone. Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And I mean, literally, there was nothing to get to yesterday. We had three, you know, big reports come out. Well, two big, one not big, but important. They all came out at like 10 o'clock. So I didn't even have enough to do a show yesterday. Um, And so I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then we have three, you know, once again, reports to get to, plus two this morning that have already come out. So we'll wait. So we got ADP that's out. That just came out about almost an hour ago. And uh, shocker, ADP was up uh, more than expected. So last month, if you remember, we were expecting around like 200,000 jobs, I think something like that. And ADP came in like 500,000. And bond markets tanked. (laughs) That started this sort of sell-off of bonds that we then had to recover from throughout the rest of the month which we didn't fully recover from. And so here we are now looking at July's data. It is August and another big report. We are looking at another 200,000 jobs and ADP's telling us 324, 324. And as always, ADP matters, then it doesn't matter, then it matters, then it doesn't matter. And so I, I, I don't know, I was less shocked by this number because we got a big number last week that was not then matched by what happened with non-farm payroll. So I'm taking this data with a grain of salt. Now, we'll maybe we'll dive into a little bit more detail tomorrow. Did want to let you know. And then mortgage demand out this morning down for the third straight week because interest rates are higher thanks to this bond sell-off that we've been seeing, which, by the way, where are bonds right now? Bonds, oh, man. They're, they're inching closer to 4.1%. So they uh, currently are, the 10-year yield is at 4.0, almost 8%. It is moving its way up. But all right, that's what's happening this morning. Let's get into what happened yesterday because two, I think, kind of big reports. Well, one big one, that's job openings. I was listening to a guy on Bloomberg this morning and he was saying, he was talking about how, you know, everyone's like, oh, we can't have a recession because the economy's booming. And he says, well, normally the economy is booming and then you get a recession. That's kind of how it always works. Everyone goes, oh, a recession could never happen. And then it happens. <laughs> That's sort of the way things work. But one thing he noted was job openings. There's two job openings for every one employed person. That is something that is usually rare if you're about to have a recession. In fact, it shouldn't be happening at all, right? We should be seeing a tightening 
of the labor market. And that is one thing that we have not seen happen. Rates have gone up. We've seen, you know, price pressures cool, which is why inflation has fallen. We've seen it in housing. We've seen it in other areas. Uh, and we'll get to housing in a second. But we've seen it in everywhere but the labor market. We've seen no real sign. We're still creating two, 250,000 jobs a month. Job openings are still close to record highs. And we did see a slight decline in June, but still a very elevated number. So the number of job openings at the end of June were 9.58 million. That was down slightly, 0.4% from the last month. And it is the lowest level since April 2021. So we're looking at a two-year low. But once again, we're still... <laughs> pretty close to that 10 million number. We're still, I think 5 million is what sort of you normally would see. And of course, it also depends on what's happening with the unemployment rate. You, you sort of want to have a good balance between unemployed and job openings. And right now we have almost double the amount of job openings versus the people that are employed. Economists were projecting that openings would fall slightly to like 9.6 million once again, actually falling to 9.58 million. And the cause of the drop, a big part of it was actually government jobs. Uh, local government, 29,000 fewer. And federal government, 21,000 fewer. Now, the big leader was transportation, warehousing, and utilities, which fell by 78,000. So that's where we, we saw the big drops. On the flip side... Increases in, not surprisingly, healthcare, 136,000 new job openings in June. And social assistance and local government both saw an increase, 62,000. Oh, and I should note, sorry, the 29,000 drop in local government, that was education jobs, which makes sense. June, summer, that makes sense. Versus the... Local government seeing, outside of education, seeing a 62,000 increase. Now, a big sign that the labor market is, in fact, cooling. If you're trying to find that silver lining in this report. Which, once again, the report in itself is kind of a silver lining and that we do have a strong I mean, labor market. It's good. It's good for the majority of people. We're part of the labor market. So that's a good sign. Uh, but if you're looking for a cooling metric, uh, a big sign is quits. You know, do people feel confident enough to quit their job and get another job? That's how you know the labor market is extremely tight because they can be like, hey, I'm going to go to this other place. They need people so bad, they're going to pay me, you know, way more. Well, the number of quits decreased by almost 300,000 to 3.8 million in June. That is down from the 4.06 million in May. And it's the second lowest level that we've seen in two years. So quits, kind of giving you an idea of how tight the labor market is. Uh, the number of total separations decreased to 5.6 million in June, which means that even though quits are dropping, layoffs really aren't. Layoffs were down 1.5 million, down 6.2%, uh, and the lowest level since February. So quits are falling off, but so are layoffs. So we're not seeing people get fired. Once again, another sign of a cooling labor market. Not really there. Sure, we're at a two-year low, but we've been at all-time highs. So it's 
not really that impressive. Uh, the other big report we got was construction spending rose slightly less than they were expecting in June. Constructing sp- construction spending rose to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $1.9 trillion. That was a 0.5% increase in the sixth straight monthly increase. Now, year-over-year construction spending is up 3.5%. The only problem is economists were projecting a slightly higher increase of 0.6%. So we got a positive number. Six straight months of increases, but it wasn't exactly what they were thinking. But here's the real good news. Single family. Again, single family was on top for the second straight month with construction spending rising 2.1%. Now, unfortunately, still down 21.5% from the same time last year, but in a much better place than many would have thought not long ago because people thought this was going to be a really bad year for housing. Things have picked up, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, Multifamily was up for the third straight month. Not as much as single family was spending rising 1.5%, and they are still up 21.8% year over year. And then we got the CoreLogic Home Price Index reports, which showed for the first time in 13 months, we saw price growth increase <laughs> it's 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 rough time it is a rough time to be a crash bro <laughs> i mean it's been a rough time these last three years well really probably the last six years all these people who have been telling us the housing market is overvalued since like 2016 and they always have a reason my fit i'll tell you my favorite one right now is when Rates started skyrocketing and they said, oh man, this is going to crash the housing market. They didn't realize what's actually happening is that people who have a low rate are going to do everything they can to stay in their home and they're not going to sell. And so inventory has disappeared and they've realized that it's fine. It's fine. It's finally catching. It's finally catching. And so now they're like, oh, well, when rates fall, that's going to (laughs) crash. Like, why would that I don't get it. So rates fall. All of a sudden, people can afford more, you know, more homes because you know, they have more buying power. Uh, home prices go up. And they're like, oh, my God, home prices are going up too quick. This, this can't happen. We don't get a crash. Then rates skyrocket. They go, ah, this is going to cause the crash. Doesn't cause the crash. So now, if rates fall back to slower levels when they were causing home prices to rise that's going to cause the crash because something it's like the the south park underwear gnomes right steal underwear question mark make money it's like rates increase question mark housing crash rates fall question mark housing crash. there's never they never explain how that's actually now i will say if there were more adjustable rates which is what we're seeing in the UK. Uh, yeah, you could see a big, big sell-off and big crash in home prices because people can't afford the homes. But without any change in the labor market, it doesn't seem to really matter what's happening with rates. Do people feel confident 
and being able to make their payment, that's really all that matters. Um, so home prices for the first time in 13 months were up year over year. We saw an increase there. Uh, national home prices jumped to 1.6% year over year. That is up from the 1.5% that was reported in May. And that is the first increase in 13 months. So that's pretty good. Uh, as I mentioned, U.S. single family home price increased 0.5% in June from, of course, May down from the 0.9% that we saw from April to May. But this was the fifth straight monthly increase. Like I said, it's really hard to make an argument that housing is on the verge of collapse. Miami held the top spot for the highest year over year home price growth again, but something did happen this month that we have not seen since price growth took off in what, like kind of mid to late 2020. Not a single major metro area saw double digit home price growth. Miami was the last one. They were like, I think 11 something percent. They have now fallen under double digits. First time this has happened in probably about three years uh, at 8.9% is where Miami was. Detroit saw the second best growth in June, 4.2%. Atlanta, 3.9%. And Chicago, 36 New Jersey led all 50 states. When's the last time that's ever happened? When's the last time New Jersey, and I have friends from Jersey, so I can say this. <laughs> when was the last time New Jersey led all 50 states in any category, list, anything? It doesn't happen. But here they are, top of the list. 6.9% year-over-year price growth. New Hampshire, 6.4%. And Vermont is also 6.4%. Northeast, man. Because there's like no inventory up there, I think. I think that's one of the big problems because like you look at the sales data, you know, the South is 65% of you know new home sales or existing home sales. In the Northeast, it's like 2%, 4%. <laughs> There's just no inventory up there. Uh, now looking forward, crystal ball, the forecast from CoreLogic is that we will see a 0.6% increase from June to July, which would be higher than the 0.5 that we saw in June. And the year-over-year number a year from now, so June 2024, according to this report, remember, it's obviously not June, it's August, 4.3%. So in June 2024, they are projecting 4.3% home price growth. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, Selma Hepp, the chief economist for CoreLogic, said despite an imbalance in the housing market, the economy remain strong, saying, quote, while the continued imbalance between buyers and sellers continues to pressure home prices, June's annual bump in price growth echoes economic resiliency, a thriving U.S. job market, and a strong consumer spending. That is in the data. No doubt about that. I mean, a little bit of job loss or a little bit of job loss and job openings, not actually job losses, job opening loss. Haven't seen the job losses yet. I mean, sure, we see reports. What did I see the other day? Who's who, CVS? Someone's laying people off. But there's more people hiring. So you get positive job growth. <laughs> That's how it works. Okay, so that, those are the three big reports that we got yesterday. Tomorrow, we'll get into ADP a little bit more because we'll also be getting initial jobless claims so we can kind of compare, get ready for non-farm on Friday. 
Uh, and then we'll also get into mortgage demand. We don't have time to get to it today. I got to save something for tomorrow. I got to have something to talk about tomorrow. Nothing really happening tomorrow. So we'll get into those reports tomorrow for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait. 